Welcome to the Next Chapter Podcast. I, Ricky Loudermilk, and my friends Matt Lupe and Eric Loudermilk are on a journey to reach the life of our dreams while inspiring and helping others along the way. Whether you are going from high school to college, child to adult, follower to leader, nine to five to entrepreneur, or anything in between, we are here to help turn the page from dreams to reality. Alex Hermosi talked with multiple billionaires so they can give him advice on how he can reach his first billion dollars when he was at 500 million. These people said real estate, investments, stock market, and all these different things. But from talking with all of these billionaires, he understood that there's not one right path in order to get to where you want to be. He said, I am very investment based and business based. So for me to get to a billion dollars, it doesn't make sense for me to go do rental properties or wholesaling or flip houses. That's not me. So I'm going to focus all my assets into business and grow what I know. And that's what this episode is going to be about, that there isn't one singular path to get to where you want to be. Another example that pops up into my head when we talk about a singular way to do something is when people say that there is one concrete way that'll make you successful. So one of the big things that sticks out to me is the statistic of CEOs and how many books that they read a year. The average CEO reads, what was it? 52. 60. 60 books now a year. I think something that would interesting interest me more is the CEOs that read zero books a year because I feel like they're out there and I feel like they're more plentiful than one might expect. Whenever someone sees that, they might get too fixated on the idea that they need to read 60 books to become a CEO. In reality, that's not what made them a CEO. That's just a byproduct of also how they spend their time. Them reading books alone isn't what's going to make them a CEO, but it's definitely going to help along the way. And I think when we look at people's journeys like these and we analyze it, we get too caught up in the little nuanced parts of their journeys that didn't necessarily make them get to where they are now. I think in that example, like to play devil's advocate, if the average is 60, you're going to have people at zero, but you also have people at 200. Mm -hmm. So like there's something to say that even doing more than average will get them to where they need to be as well. So I think we need to credit that side as, as well. But what I'm trying to say is if you get too fixated on that, you're going to think that now I need to read 65 books a year to be a CEO when that's definitely not the case. If you go read 65 books tomorrow, that's still not going to make you a CEO just because it's definitely impressive and it's definitely good work that they're doing that. But just because you're doing this one thing, which is reading 60 books a year, that's not gonna make you in their position. Is there any myths that you guys have heard that have you were taken back by what some people do in their day to day in their day to day life who are successful? I think living in a time where it was almost one hundred to zero, where we were doing seventy five hard, where we were doing five more challenges day to day on top of that. What I took from that was discipline is important, but you can't put everything into discipline where you're using all of your energy for that. So it, like, it's super important to be disciplined, but there's really going to be no monetary reward to that. Mm-hmm. So I think that things in life need a balance and maybe things don't work for you. Like 
For me, for example, meditation wasn't something that I was hitting every day, but it did make me feel good. And I only needed it on days where I had hard things to do, like hard calls to make and needed to prep my mind. But maybe I didn't need that on the weekend because it was more relaxing. So there, there's just some things that won't fit into your everyday schedule. And that's okay. Because as long as you are winning more than you're losing, you're still going to grow. But if you try to hit 100%, 100% of the time, it's going to feel like a big failure if you mess up. Yeah, I think that's good to keep in mind as long as you understand that discipline is more of like a long-term play. Like to say that it has no monetary return, I don't think is true because I think everyone that is successful has some level of discipline. And even if it doesn't pay off right now, like in the future, that's what makes them successful. So it's not something you need to be perfect at every single day. I think we can all agree with that. But like, it's, I think a trait that is shared among a lot of high performing people. You just have to find like what discipline looks like in your life. Definitely. Yes, I would agree with that. Definitely. For sure. So then Matt, have you seen any kind of myth that things that people do, someone who's successful in their day to day life that you're like, what is that? I would say the idea of, I will outwork anyone in terms of quantity instead of quality. People that are like flexing that they work 16 hours a day. Number one, I don't think anybody does that, just to be honest. Um, Number two, I don't think it's productive. Like people that, like our brains are really not capable of doing that for that amount of time and being productive. Like I would bet on someone who just does like a few hours of focused work and still integrates balance in their life as far as working out and social connection and being outside way more than someone who is just going to sit down, lock themselves in a room for 16 hours because you're going to get distracted. Your productivity is going to dip and... I think a lot of people like value that because we have people in our society like uh, Elon Musk that claim that they work that hard and everybody thinks that they have to do that. But really, it's not productive, in my opinion. That's like a big myth that I see. Isn't that what Alex Hermosi said he did? Yeah, he definitely does a lot of work like that. But that's what makes him one of many because he's the one that actually does it. I think a big thing is introspection with all this stuff don't do these things just to say that you're doing them do them because they're benefiting you Mm -hmm. and because you actually practice them yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely i feel like people get too caught up in the appearance that they want to look like to society where they're they want to say that they're doing all these things so they say that they're doing all these things and realistically they're not really doing any of these things is there anything that you guys do now that you think would be beneficial for more people to do Um, I would say something that I do that helps me a lot is just making connections. Um, I think what really helped me start this was doing my own podcast or reaching out to guest speakers and trying to network that way. But then when I started trying to grow my presence on social media and just the community, just finding new people, networking, uh, learning about them, trying to find how we can work together and different things or just support each other. Um, it helps me stay super inspired by other people that do much bigger things that I do. Helps me learn new things. Um, helps gives me, give me a self-confidence that I'm on the right track because I'm around the right people. So that's something that anybody can start doing. Like I said, it, it can start on social media. Like LinkedIn's a great tool for this. Instagram's a great tool for this. So even if you're not in like a, a geographic area where there's a lot of like-minded people, you can connect with so many people online that are going to help you and really give you like free advice for anything you need. I would say just in general, for me, find out how you work best. It took me a long time to figure out how I study, which is one thing back in college, which is one thing I learned about myself. I don't study just sitting down in a library with my 
books open. I studied best on my bed laying down. Whenever I go to the gym and I hit a really hard gym session, I need probably 10 to 11 hours of sleep to feel recovery. That's something I wouldn't have figured out. Not just listening to other people, it would have been the standard eight. But over time, you get to learn your body more. You get to learn more about yourself. And the more you learn about yourself, the better you're going to be able to, to adapt whatever it is you're doing to yourself and not to what everyone else has said about it. Do you work better as in productivity alone or in an area where like you're in a library where there's a lot of people around? Definitely a, a space like a library. Me too. Me. Space like a library. Do you work out better alone or in a place where there's a lot of people? Alone. Okay. Yeah. So like with that, a lot of people are motivated to work out based off of the appearance that they are being productive in front of other people. And it's important to understand that. And it's not a bad thing mm -hmm. because that's how a lot of people are. Um, Alex Hermosi talked about it. He works well alone, but works out well in front of other people. So he needs the motivation to work out. He doesn't need the motivation to get to work. Sometimes we need the motivation to get to work and to work out, but we need to find that because that's not going to be the same in everyone. We need to find out who we are and what works for us so we can get to that end point. Because just like we're saying, just because someone tells you to go into a room, go away for six months, work on yourself, it might not work for you. You need to find yourself and find your path to get to where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. I think a powerful thing in that is, like you said, like, surround yourself with other people and kind of comparing because now if you go to a gym you're going to see someone stronger than you if you go to a library you'll see someone that's more focused than you and you can kind of use that as a benchmark of like i'm not as good as them in this area so it's a direct comparison you can look at what their traits are what their habits are and say okay how can i get better and emulate that um so i think like find yourself is great but you can't really find yourself unless you see what you want to be and what your optimal performance can be. So comparison comes in and is super helpful in that if you work out around other people or if you do work around other people as well. I think a big thing here <clears throat> when we're talking about finding ourselves is we also need to have the discipline to stick to something. And I just want to throw this in there because I think it's very common in today's world with social media and especially with looking at everyone that might have nicer things than we do that the grass might not be greener than we expect it to be on the other side and i want to make people aware that there's this uh, cycle that repetitively happens that as long as you're stuck in the cycle you're never going to get out of it and it goes from uninformed optimism to informed pessimism to the value of despair where you start off thinking that everything's going to be good and the opportunity you're going to have is going to make you X amount of money. It's going to bring you all the happiness in the world and all your problems are going to go away. Well, let's just say a week into the opportunity, you find out that there's 20 more roadblocks than you thought it could be. It takes a lot more money than you thought it would. And things just don't seem like they would work out until 10 years down the road. Now you have informed pessimism where you see the challenges for what there is to face and the opportunity that's presented, but also you look at things with the fact that you can't do them. And because you can't do them, 
you realize that you're in despair of the opportunity so you just repeat the cycle and go to something else so i do want to talk about the importance with sticking to something and your guys's idea behind this i think sticking to something is super important to be consistent to actually produce results like that's the the number one key to success in my opinion is just keeping at it because that's how you just have to outlast everyone and outlast your own self-doubt and everything um i will say that I do think the grass will always be greener in every situation. It's just super rare to actually find it. You're always going to find a, a job. You can, if like you search for it for, it's going to take your whole life probably, but you can always find a job that makes you more excited, suits you better, pays you better. You can always find a relationship that's better compatible. But like if you always jump ship to try to find that next better thing, like I said, these are so rare that you're going to waste so much time. You're going to waste money, energy. You're going to get down yourself that if you find something good that suits you, just stick with it. Because if you're in a good relationship now and you think like there might be someone better, yeah, there probably is someone better out there for you, but it might take you 20 years to find that. Now you just wasted 20 years of being alone and not having that companionship when you did have something good. So I think if you have a good situation in life, whether it's work, relationship, uh, at home life, location, whatever, like stick with it and invest into it because that's how you will become successful. Um, if you don't have that kind of situation, if you want to get better, there's always going to be something better out there for you. So go search for it. But if you're in a good situation, just stick with it and um, just outlast everyone else and outlast yourself down. Like I said, yeah, that's great. Very well said. I think it's so important that you stick with something because the longer you stick with something, the more you're going to learn. And I really do believe the longer that you stick with something, the more your chances increase of becoming successful at it. And there's a reason that almost all traders say time in the market beats timing the market. So the longer that you're invested into something is always going to be better timing. Always. Well, I actually just read, interestingly, a, a book talking about the stock market. And it said if you invested your money nine years ago as opposed to five years ago, and for in that four years you missed four days that would have made you grow the most money mm. so you can never pick out which days are going to be the ones that are going to hit it's just going to be sticking with things over time mm -hmm. sticking through the ups and downs the fluctuations in the market that's what's going to be the determinant of if you're going to be successful or not because when everyone else is quitting while everyone else is going through that cycle you're still finding a way to go straight yeah. And that's the biggest part of continuing taking a step in that direction to get you to that dream outcome. Yeah. yeah. I think this comes with an asterisk, though. Like, it's important to stick with something, but you can't just say you're on a path and hope that success yeah. will right. come. Right. Very like, true. If you have a job that you like, you have to put in the work to become successful, get the promotion, or leave to go somewhere else that's better. Um, a lot of people will self-proclaim that they're on this path will have a goal or a role in life and they'll just half-ass it and just expect that good things will happen just because they're in the arena quote-unquote mm -hmm. like one foot in um but that doesn't it doesn't work that way mm -hmm. so i think you have to first find what interests you what makes you want to put in the work and then once you actually find that you have to work really hard for it because that's the only way we can find success through, through consistency we can't just hope for it yeah that's another you saying that, Matt, br brings me to, I guess, another myth that we always hear is 
whenever you find a job you love, people always say, how did you get rich? Oh, I did something that I love. I found something that I love. But sure, you found something that you love, but you still have to put in the work. I feel like that's a very big misconception is people always say, find something that you love to do, and then it's never going to feel like work. Every time you do something, there's going to be some point where it feels like a grind, some point where you want to quit. There's going to be some hardship. There will be a roadblock. There is going to be times when it you need to put in the work and you have to go hard. But I feel like a big misconception is people say, find something you love. And then if you find something you love, you make it content and stop putting in the work. But you always have to put in the work. Yeah, yeah. I think it just makes it easier to put in work if mm-hmm. you love something. For sure. Like at work, you're actually excited to go in. Like Mondays are kind of exciting to you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it might get hard, but you want to produce. If people that have good relationships, they're people that they love and respect. Like someone you don't like, if they ask you to hang out, like you dread it. And it's going to be impossible to grow that relationship because you don't love that thing that you're about to do mm-hmm. um fitness people that are super healthy super fit they're running marathons and everything they love the process like yeah it's extremely hard to get yourself into shape and maintain a, an elite level of endurance or physique whatever you're after um, but if you love the process it's easier to show up every single day so yeah it's going to be hard but if you love something like it's just a little bit easier to show up mm-hmm. for sure i think with everything we do in life we just have to find out who we are, where we are needing to go in order to get to where we want to be. But I think it's also important, as you can see from this episode, that we need to stick with something and write out the ups and downs and eventually we'll get to wherever we need to get to and the person we want to be. We just have to keep pushing past the hard times. Thank you for tuning into this episode. We hope you are closer to finding success in your next chapter. If you want to stay up to date with our lives, follow us on social media at ricky.loudermilk, eric.loudermilk, and matt underscore loopy. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday to get you one step closer to the life of your dreams. We are extremely grateful for your attention, and we will catch you all in the next episode.